Welcome to your Active Stack Brief podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your technology editor. This week, we take a closer look at the challenges facing internet governance. For an overview on all things technology-related in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter, visit the website youractive.com. This is your Active Stack Brief podcast. Today I'm joined by Vittorio Bertola, Head of Policy and Innovation at Open Exchange, and Liz Fur, Director General for Ethnel. Hello both. Hello. Hello. So Vittorio, I would like to start with you. Um, we have recently seen a proposal from the UN Secretary General's Office to, to set up a digital cooperation forum. This is part of a broader discussion about the digital compact. So um, in what does this proposal consist of and how would it fit within the broader internet architecture? Well, this proposal is the last in line, I'd say, of a line of thought that has been going on for several years now at the UN, possibly promoted by some countries. And, and it is basically about setting a new forum, which would, I mean, in, in, in the proposal, take over the, what is actually being discussed in very similar place, which is the Internet Governance Forum. But, uh, I mean, in theory, it, it would be a new thing that would continue to work in parallel, but in practice, the, the definition of this forum is so similar and so vague at the same time. But the key point for what we can understand, again, because we are still at a very early stage, is that uh, this new organization would be multilateral rather than multi-stakeholder, or at least would give more weight to governments than uh, what happens now in, in, the, in the current uh, inter-governance architecture. And so this is why there is quite some concern among many stakeholders, especially all the non-governmental stakeholders around uh, this proposal, because it's really unclear how it can fit within the current architecture. It's more like an attempt to redraw the internet governance architecture in a different direction. Thanks, Vittorio. Um, Indeed, this uh, is a discussion that has been ongoing for several years now. Um, and, and Liz, uh, turning to you now, several stakeholders have expressed concerns about this proposal, uh, which they consider as a sort of power grab from the UN because it will lead to the politici- politicization of the internet. What's your view on this debate? Um, I think it's a very important debate we have right now. And I would like to take a step back because this is actually uh, coming from uh, the consultation on the the Global Digital Compact, also a consultation from the UN Secretary General's office. And and that is meant to, as as we also see in, in the policy brief, to uh, frame the digital world a bit into the sustainable uh, development goals. And then this uh, digital cooperation forum is is meant to be the home to to measure the progress here. I think there are parts uh, that are good and it's good, but, but more... Uh, we should not uh, create a new a new organization like uh, the 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 global digital uh, cooperation forum because that would as as uh, vittorio put very well 
risk uh, eating up some of, of, of the purpose of many of the other organizations that are very well functioning. If you look at the, the internet organizations as they are today, you have ICANN that is a multi-stakeholder model uh, dealing with domain name system. You have the uh, Internet Engineering Task Force that are dealing with uh, uh, all the uh, rules around the internet and feed them into to, to ICANN. And all of these models are based on, on trust. And, and it's based on we have a system that are uh, collaborating, working in a multi-stakeholder way. Uh, so we risk having this forum uh, forcing the others to feed in uh, into another model than the multi-stakeholder model. And, and that is creating uh, a lot of concern. Right. But if we are talking about uh, moving away from the multi-stakeholder model, um, Victoria, what are we actually talking about? Because we have never uh, seen uh, an internet that is governed by a single organization. The point of the internet, the internet ar architecture right now is that it's all decentralized. So what, what is the point of of putting everything uh, under one roof? Yeah, I mean it, it's unclear, and uh, to a certain extent, uh, these proposals uh, seem to come from people that still, even if we are now like 25 years into the mass global internet, still don't seem to understand the internet. I mean, it, it, even if we had an intergovernmental organization that, I mean, came to decisions. I mean, in the end, uh, what happens over the internet is decided, uh, maybe even more than by governments, uh, by the uh, industry stakeholders, and especially there are a few very big companies that basically set the direction of the technical development of the internet by managing the services, and maybe that's a different problem. Maybe it's true that uh, our, our internet governance model failed to prevent the, the growth of this kind of oligopolies that now have some negative consequences on a global scale, but at the same time, the, the, what is being proposed is not a clear answer. And so the idea, I mean, I was uh, a member almost 20 years ago of the Working Group on Internet Governance of the United Nations that actually invented the concept of the Internet Governance Forum. And the idea behind the Internet Governance Forum, much like uh, with ICANN, with the ITF, is that you need to build consensus around uh, any changes you want to make, because it's basically impossible to impose them. And uh, there is no single stakeholder that can take a decision or, and, or, and impose something over all the internet. And so this is why so these attempts to build new structures do not seem very, very fit for, for the future. Right. And uh, I, I think the main concerns that were raised about uh, this uh, proposal coming from the UN Secretary General is that might uh, somehow feed into the work of the International Telecommunications Union, ITU, which is also a standardization body. Uh, Liz, since ITU has also been the center, you know, of, uh, of attempts uh, to to uh, make the internet more uh, state-centered. Do you see a risk that this debate might spill over in ITU? I, uh, of course there is a, a risk of, of this debate spilling over in ITU, and, and ITU is a part of, of the UN which delivers this proposal. Uh, but I see them uh, in, in the model suggested, they are also meant to to refer into the digital cooperation forum. I think we need to see the debate also in, in, uh, in relation to the WISIS plus 20 process, 
where in 2025 we are to evaluate IGF and, and other uh, uh, parts of, of how the internet governance is, is, uh, is taken care of. And, and therefore, I think whatever happens now shows a direction where the UN wants us to go. And that is a more centralized uh, direction. Uh, even before we have evaluated uh, the, the the IGF in in WISIS plus twenty, so um, in 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 my opinion, I'm uh, I'm I'm concerned that we're uh, moving away from a more open and transparent discussion uh, uh, world into a more closed, multi multilateral but government led uh, uh, world, and. Uh, it is UN is very different from even EU, where we have a more open system. We have more consultations. We have a lot of of, of things going on about both internet governance, but also how how to how we want the internet to to work. And and they they look into the content. We we have the the DMA, the DSA. Uh, so so there are a lot of um, different trends going on. So I, I think uh, in, in my world, we would be much better off by strengthening the uh, current Internet Governance Forum, because that's a forum where you allow all the difficult discussions to happen. And we are in a world where technology uh, develops and, and make issues for all of us. We have cybersecurity, we have AI coming up. We have all of these uh, things that are uh, that needs some some very basis uh, basic discussions on where do we want to go as as a world society on this, and I don't see that happening in in the uh, in the cooperation forum that is suggested. I see it more happening in a strengthened IGF. Right, and um, maybe just to take a step back, Vittorio, um, can, can you give us a sense of uh, where these uh, proposals are coming from? Because there is a perception, especially in the global south, that the internet is very Western, if not US-centric, and we have uh, heard more and more noises from uh, you know, uh, countries like uh, China, but also Russia or India that uh, that they would like to see a reform of how the internet works nowadays. Well, yes, let's be honest. The internet is Western-centric, is mostly US-centric, because if you have a look at what is happening today, I mean, with the exception of China, that uh, by choice, uh, since 20 years ago, sort of isolated themselves and so built a sort of a separate internet. But uh, everybody else is mostly bound to services that are being provided in, in an oligopoly way by American companies and a few European ones and I mean, very few from other parts of the world. So even the European Union, of course, has been... I mean, sort of changing the view and starting to regulate to protect, let's say, the European society and economy to, to regain some degree of, of national sovereignty over the Internet. But uh, this doesn't mean that we have to destroy everything we have. So, indeed, there, there need to be some corrections uh, to, to the fact that nowadays there are 
I mean, there is, it, it's very hard to, for example, to compete with these American giants. And there are very key technologies such as artificial intelligence that could be, I mean, dominated again by the same very few companies. But at the same time, uh, the model of the internet is the one that, that can bring growth and, uh, and uh, I mean, social growth also and, and peace in the end to the entire world. So I think that we have to strive to preserve the original idea of a globally connected network where, I mean, all, all citizens of the world can communicate with each other and can become friends. And, and, and this we should be able in the long term to make uh, global conflicts uh, less likely. At the same time, this will only happen if we preserve some space for the national communities, the governments, and also the national civil societies to have a say on what happens over the internet. So indeed, there could be some work also in, in the, let's say, the the current internet governance institutions to make sure that certain areas of the world are more connected, more involved, are more well represented, and uh, and have a say. There is sometimes the attempt, especially I mean, like in places of, uh, like the IETF, to just uh, continue with the, the very Western values and ways of seeing things. And it, I think it's uh, it's a matter of uh, building dialogue rather than trying to I mean uh, enforce uh, one's view over the others. And this is really, I think, the the key of, of uh, the way we need to proceed over these proposals as well. It is Western-centric in the way that the content is uh, very Western-centric, uh, but I think the governance models where uh, IGF is open to everyone. Uh, we were in uh, Ethiopia last December. Uh, the the uh, global uh, IGF were held in Ethiopia. So we saw a lot of, of uh, new participants there. Um, you have uh, the Internet Engineering Task Force is open for everyone and the same uh, ICANN. RIPE has uh, both... An, uh, it's in Africa, not ripe. Uh, sorry, the the numbering uh, organizations are in Africa, in Asia, and so all over the world. And I I think we need to make sure that they are uh, participating in the discussions we have, so they have their say in in whatever we do. And that depends, of course, of, of funding uh, of of uh, some countries because it's difficult to travel. To, to places uh, all over the world to participate in these debates. That has, since uh, COVID, been opened more because now uh, hybrid participation is, is uh, possible. So, so I see a stronger involvement of a wider uh, variety of, of countries than five years ago. Uh, and I think that's important because we need to make sure all all countries are heard uh, and uh, the the leadership panel where i'm on uh, we have people uh, both from uh, from india from africa from egypt from uh, also northern uh, america and i'm there from from europe but they try to to cover uh, all of this this is a leadership panel to the internet governance forum um, and so, so I see there is a growing awareness of we cannot leave anyone out of these discussions. Right. Um, just to build on that, please, because uh, of course uh, standardization 
uh, organization are driven by the industry and and that means that basically also companies that have deeper pockets uh, have uh, have more resources to to shape the final outcome right so that is why a lot of uh, people in the global south would like to move the decision making to the UN because in the UN that or ITU for what matters um, that's where the the governments take the decisions um but just just uh, to follow up on what you just said isn't it the case that european companies as well are increasingly dwarfed by uh, american chinese companies uh, in international standardization fora so isn't there also i mean isn't there a european interest also to revise uh, this us centric uh, architecture from my point of view, I think it's important to revise it all the time to to make sure that it's not covered by uh, only Americans uh, or Chinese and uh, Europe has its say. And you're absolutely right. Uh, big companies uh, have uh, deeper pockets and are more uh, uh, are more inclined to go to these uh, uh, standardization meetings. But I see a growing trend in the awareness of that whatever happens in these standardization fora are important, not only as a standard, but also it has become much more political because you now know this uh, a specific standard can create other issues like you could see we have talked about uh, DNS over HTTPS, which is an encryption of of uh, of of the browser level, and that happened uh, under the radar because that was in a standardization forum uh, where they didn't think about it. it. It's a good thing to make the internet more secure. But sometimes when you make something more secure, you create uh, uh, more bottlenecks or you create a, a, um, uh, some platforms that will have access to, to all the data. So I, I think uh, we need to keep the system, even though it's flawed, but strengthen it in a way so we, we are all following it. Yeah, if I can add on that, I mean, I, I, encryption is really a very interesting example because it, it really shows part of the problem. So, uh, the, I mean, the ubiquitous encryption of everything over the internet, first like a TLS and then recently, as you mentioned, the DNS over HTTPS is something that was decided in isolation at the Internet Engineering Task Force by the I mean, people from the big browsers and the big tech companies. And there is a, a very valid principle, I mean, to protect the privacy of communication. So I mean, I'm all in favor of encrypting things. But this was done with the open intention of preventing governments around the world of, of, of I mean, checking communications to block content, which I mean, in certain parts of the world, maybe it's political content. So I mean, it has a political significance, but in other parts of the world, like Europe is like CISAM or child sexual abuse material or illegal copyrighted content, or even like malware and botnets and other things. And uh, there, that when you went, I mean, I was part of the discussion at the ITF. I was a small minority because I was one of the few Europeans. And when you try to raise the point that there should be, I mean, a way to preserve the ability for a local jurisdiction to do something on content, then I mean, people will say, will react with this kind of a very 
liberal American values that no, I mean, governments are bad and they should not have a way. And this is, in, I mean, I, I took this as a failure of, of the current system to involve, I mean, viewpoints, that, I mean, not even the viewpoints of the global south, just the viewpoints of Europe, of the European countries. And this is why in the end, and one of the reasons why the European Union now recently has, has been reacting by regulation, which is the only weapon we have in Europe in the end. So I, I think we, we should not take this too negatively, but I think this shows that there are steps that we can make. We, meaning like the people that have been involved in creating the multi-stakeholder internal governance model. I mean, we can take to be more inclusive and, and more understanding of other cultures, other I mean, countries and societies that maybe do not even have a civil society because of the way they evolve. And while we have to protect, to protect the, the global uniqueness of the internet and the freedom of the people of the user internet, but still there are some middle grounds that I think can be reached without compromising values and, and the value in general of the internet for the entire world. Right. So it seems to me that uh, there is a general understanding that the system might benefit from reform, uh, but at the same time, uh, there is no consensus on what that reform should look like. Uh, Victoria, do you think that uh, that means that the status quo uh, will remain or will we see uh, countries or jurisdictions taking their own way and bringing along the much feared fragmentation? Well, I hope we can find a middle ground. Uh, again, we meaning the people that believe in the multi-stakeholder model. And, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, we have to change something, but not too much. So that there's not a need to change the institutional structure of the internet. I think that what we have now works pretty well. There is the need maybe to be more inclusive in terms of uh, what we understand and more, more willing to understand the viewpoints of, of others and to include them. And this is especially on, on the industry. So unfortunately, I mean, you know, the, the, the purpose of a company is to make money and there's nothing you can do about that. It's actually the, the nature of a company. So I think the regulation will kick in. And this is in the end a good thing as long as it is done with, with care. So it's not meant to break the internet, it's meant to, to correct what is actually menacing, I mean, threatening to destroy the internet, which is, I mean, in, in, in this I put like uh, attempts by governments to control the, the content and to deprive their citizens of, of their liberties, but I also put the attempt to control the internet by establishing, for example, this kind of big platform walled gardens and closing down and forcing people to use services and, and preventing competition. So I think what is doing the European Union at the, at the current stage, in the current age of governance is fine. And we just need a little more of that with care, not to go too much and not to break the, the, the way the internet is working, which is fundamentally working well. Um, Liz, uh, just to conclude, uh, because we are running out of time, there has recently been a proposal in the EU Council to have closer co cooperation vis-a-vis -vis the ITU. Uh, do, do you support this idea? I think it's always good to, to have a closer cooperation and, and ITU has a, a, a lot of, of importance for, for the whole world. So uh, that the EU Council could work with the ITU is, is perfectly fine. I think a dialogue uh, will uh, help us. But I, I hope uh, that they're not moving away from uh, supporting the multi-stakeholder model. That's my only concern if you, if you start uh, going too deep into the UN system. So, so it's important we preserve the multi-stakeholder model, but it's also important we strengthen. The, and here I agree with uh, Vittorio, we, we, we have the structure 
we need and and we just need to reinforce it and make it uh, better and not uh, create new layers to it but a closer cooperation uh, um, uh, with the EU uh, Council uh, uh, like ITU it's yeah that that would be good for all of us to 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 make sure we have a a more harmonized uh, Europe. Liz Fur is Director General for Ethno. Victorio Bertola is Head of Policy and Innovation at Open Exchange. Thank you both. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Tech Brief newsletter to stay on top of tech news and digital policy development in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm Mirluca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening.